Hello, and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast. I hope that wherever you're listening from today, you can be refreshed and empowered to go and serve well. With these raw and authentic conversations with other Christian women in healthcare, we're going to talk about the struggles, the victories, and all the ways that the Lord moves in and through his servants in the healthcare field. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Wellbeing Podcast. Today we have an extra, extra, super duper special guest. Um, I really don't even know how to introduce her. Um, She birthed me and raised me for 23 years and counting. Um, So without further ado, Mother, will you introduce yourself and tell us how you're connected to healthcare? Sure. Hey, Casey. This is Terry Sellers, and I'm actually in my third career that finally kind of knocks up on the healthcare side, um, which has been so much fun because right as Casey was going into nursing school, I went into home health. And so I'm able to understand the lingo, the vocabulary, what she's going through. I see from a different perspective. But yes, I I'm a marketing person for home health. And so I get to go up to the hospital and do bedside visits on patients that are about to discharge that are going to go home with home health nursing and physical therapy at their home. So I get to visit with them, let them know what to expect and um, get to help transition them into that. So um, I do have to learn about diagnoses and, you know, what all the nurses do with the patients. And so it's been a lot of fun to learn that. And she also does a lot of fun stuff for healthcare workers. Like, I don't know, one time you did like a snow cone blizzard bar or something like that. Or you take little goodie bags up to them and stuff. It's cute. And she also does that even for my coworkers here in Dallas. Somehow she manages, but she'll send us Tiff's treats all the time. Like everybody on my floor knows my mother because she knows she's a Tiff's treats lady. <laughs> <laughs> So mother, what was your first ever experience with healthcare, whether it was like you were a patient or whatever, like that you can remember born, obviously. Right. Well, growing up, I was never really sick and never had a broken bone. So I never really went to the doctor emergency room or anything like that growing up. So really my first experience was when I had kids and it was kind of interesting because I went into the hospital, had this amazing experience. You know, you're, you're having a child. It's so emotional and so important to you and such a big part of your life and the people there are caring for you. And it's a very special time. And then um, I remember I had forgotten something. And so we had checked out, gotten the baby home and I had to go back up to the hospital to pick up something. And my room was clean. There was another lady in there with her baby. I'm like, oh man, that was such a, wonderful experience for me. And it's like, now there's a whole nother person in there. Like I understood how the nurses have to just constantly rotate through patients and to make each patient feel special knowing there's another one coming in. It just hit me in like how significant that was that, um, when you go in and see a patient, you're everything to them, but then you're constantly having turnover and having new patients come in over and over. And, um, I just had never thought about that perspective. Yeah. What was weird, like whenever I first realized that, like working as a nurse, whenever my first patient died and then like a couple hours later, there's a new patient in there. I was like, this is weird. Like that room is haunted or that room is sacred or something. Like It felt like nobody should go into that room, but it's like, yeah, you keep having to 
turnover patient. It's really weird. Yeah. So how has your view changed of healthcare now that I'm working in healthcare, me as your daughter, um, and that you work closely in your job with those people in healthcare as well? Right. So I get to talk to our staff a lot. I see what they're having to deal with, with their patients, um, just the joys and the struggles that how excited they are when they have a breakthrough or when somebody just appreciates the care that they give them, but also those that are non-compliant, what the struggle is, because they care so much for this patient and they want them to succeed. They want them to be successful and, you know, they're wanting to partner with them and, and, you know, sometimes the patient's not willing. Um, and so, and then also up at the hospital, seeing that uh, as same thing with the nurses has just really let me see behind the scenes and what the nurses go through. But one thing I can say is it doesn't matter if you work at the hospital or at a clinic or with home health, nurses and therapists are in their profession because they care about people. And that has just blown me away about there is still good in this world. There are people who care about other people. And it, I just love to see that. Oh yeah. Sometimes like I wanted to go into nursing to like care for people, but honestly, like sometimes during a shift, I'm like, Oh, I just want to like get this over with. This is so hard or whatever. But I always have to remember like, no, I care about people. Like this is why I wanted to do nursing. Sometimes it's hard to like have that view, but it's nice that like other people recognize that. So that's good. Right. And it's hard for you to be on a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. You know, you're, you're caring for these patients and you're doing what you can, but then, you know, you have to have a little downtime or you have to have a pullback time just to collect yourself and be able to go back in there and just seeing, um, knowing what you go through, knowing behind the scenes helps me understand what you go through. When you get off a shift and you call me, I like understand. <laughs> yes. I've seen other nurses do that. I've seen it firsthand, even though I didn't see you in that situation. I've seen other people in that situation. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like you said, like your job, you support people in healthcare. And also as my mother, you support me, a healthcare worker. So what have you learned is the best way to support people in the healthcare field? Well, I'd have, first have to say just praying for people is huge because there is such an aspect to nursing that is more than just the physical. Um, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's every part of you, you're giving of yourself to that patient. And so really praying for people that God would strengthen them, that he would give them grace in their weakness, um, that he would give them wisdom and making decisions over that patient, just so many things you can pray for them. Um, but then also um, meeting some of their physical needs when they're down. Uh, being able to send tips treats to lift them up when they are super full and they're slammed and you know they're not having time to eat lunch, send pizza to their floor so they can just grab it and keep going. I mean, that seems simple, but it really makes a difference because, you know, yeah. when you're working so hard, you don't have time to stop and eat and you get weaker and weaker and um, you got to have your strength to be able to perform. And so um, that can be a big deal. And you working up in a big city, um, has introduced me to DoorDash, which is way too easy. It has become way too much fun. Yeah, literally everybody knows I'm so spoiled by you. So, cause we always talk about like, Oh, like what are your dinner plans? What are you doing after shift for dinner? I'm like, my mom's door dashing me food. Like again? Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, is it ever hard 
supporting me because I know every single shift, it's like my ritual now or my whatever. But um, after every single shift, I get in my car and the first thing I do is call you. And sometimes I'm just like bawling, crying, you know, just after a really hard shift and you can't like physically be here because you live hours and hours away. Um, So I, I always wonder, like, is it hard for you to like not be here or to like support me and like know that I'm like hurting and broken like as a mother? It is hard, but it's harder not knowing what you're going through. Like if you don't call, I'm like, oh no, it was really bad if she's not even calling me or it was really good. So she's not calling me. (laughs) So it's better to know and for you to call. And I know you have to vent. And so who better than your mom to be able to vent on and just release it and get it out. And then you can feel better. And sometimes I don't always know what to say, or, you know, sometimes you say things that might sound cheesy or uh, cliche or whatever, but um, just to be there for another person is huge. Just the presence of another person, knowing that they are listening, that they are there, that they care. Um, even if they don't say much, I think is a help. And so um, I'm glad that we stay connected that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it is hard knowing I can't help you or come over and cook for you or, yes. you know, go clean your apartment for you or whatever yeah. to give you more time. Wait, that is so funny. Okay. The two things you just mentioned, like you're like, oh, I want to cook for you and I want to clean your apartment for you shows your love language is acts of service because my love language is physical touch. So I'm like, no, I just want you here to hold me and hug oh. me all the time. Like, I just want you to hold me like a little baby or something. And you're like, I'll cook and I'll clean for you. I'll hold you too. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you kind of mentioned like prayer is a big part of your support, but talk more about like how you incorporate your faith into the support and encouragement that you give to me and like healthcare workers, whether behind the scenes or like directly to them. Okay. For you, I actually have specific prayers that I pray that have scriptures with them just because I always want to pray God's word back to him just to base it on truth. And um, I know that doesn't always work with people that I work with because you don't know their level of faith. And so just saying that you're praying for them or um, just really giving them eye contact when you're talking to them, um, giving them a hug, um, you know, in in small ways like that lets them know that you do care and that you're um, concerned about them or praying for them. But um, yes, I like to have very specific prayers, just not like, oh, I'm going to pray for you and, you know, have a good day, that kind of thing. Like I want it to be specific. I know a couple of them that I really like uh, for you. Um, I have a prayer to fill your heart with love for others. And I have three different scripture references that go with that. I have um, make Jesus look good with your life. (laughs) which you do. You make Jesus look good with who you are in your life. And I have scripture references that go with that to protect you from enemies of your soul. You know, anything that's going to rob you of your joy. And I have scripture references that go with that. So, you know, I just like to be really specific and have scripture um, that goes with that. (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) What are some of like the scriptures with them? Um, I know they're just like references, not like the actual. Right. So like make Jesus look good with your life. Second uh, Thessalonians 1, 11 and 12, mm-hmm. Philippians 1, 6 and 11. I could look them up and read, okay. do you want me to read some? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can look them up. The first one, what are the references for that one? 
The first one was fill your heart with love for others. Um, Philippians 1, 9 through 11, Romans 15, 5 and 6, and 1 Thessalonians 3, 11 through 13. Oh, okay. You hear that people should go look up those verses. <laughs> yeah. It's homework. It's homework. <laughs> yes. God never will run out of fruits of the spirit to give you. Um, you know how he says, you can ask anything in my name, I'll give it to you. Well, within his will, he wants you to be full of the Holy Spirit. So asking him to fill you with love for others is what he wants for you. <clears throat> and he will never run out of being able to give you more and more and more love. So we can always fall back on him and just ask him for more and more of that and he will overflow it. So it's just a fountain coming out of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. I love like the fountain imagery, like the Lord gives abundantly like a fountain, you know, or like he is the wellspring of life. I feel like so many significant moments in the Bible happen around wells. Like the Lord is so present around wells and like living water. And so it's just a cool imagery of like him being a fountain of love to give. And it's like, I want to be a fountain of love. Maybe, although he's a fountain, maybe I'm just like a little faucet of love. <laughs> he's like the fountain, <laughs> but still <laughs> all the same. Um, so what has been the hardest thing that the Lord has been teaching you, um, just like in your experience with healthcare and like, as a mother to me, um, one of like the hard things, I guess some of the hard things are that there's so much out of my control. Mm. I want things to be done well, or I want them to be done a certain way, or I want this patient to be taken care of a certain way, or I want to make sure that what I told them is fulfilled. And there's so many other people involved in a patient's care. It takes a village. And so a lot of it is out of your hands and you have to release that control. Just do the best that you can do in your little section. And, um, you know, just know that God's going to use that in a way, but then there's all these other people that are coming alongside to contribute their part as well. Um, so just knowing that you're not totally in control of everything, you just have to do the part, one part that you have. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, that's kind of hard sometimes. You have to give your hundred percent just in your area. And like, that's mm -hmm. all you can do. You can't do it all. You can't stress about, well, they're not doing what they should, or they're not taking as good of care of them, or they should be doing it this way. You know, you can't stress about that. You have to just focus on yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, what has been some of the sweetest things that you've seen the Lord do again in your job or through being a mother of me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so many sweet things. I know for you, when you do call and you're crying and you're stressed out and you've had this hard day, I'm like, okay, well, what good thing happened? And you'll say, oh, well, there was this one patient that had cancer and the mom was outside and I sat down and talked to her and she was a believer. We started talking about the Lord. We prayed together. I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's huge. It's like this, <laughs> this halo light moment in your day that yes, all the rest may have been really hard, but God gave you this like little piece of heaven in that day and um, that you get to experience that. And so um, just being able to hang on to those moments and remembering those rather than the other hard times, um, but to see God work in so many ways, so many little miracles, and you just can't overlook that. You have to celebrate God in every little moment because he does miracles everywhere through people's lives, through their health, but also through the caregivers. And, um, you just have to celebrate those. That's so true. It's so crazy how like 
not like evil, but negativity can just like seep and cover up all the good things. Cause it's so easy to just look at all like the bad negative things that happen throughout the day or to like be negative, like with other coworkers and, you know, just like all talk about like how it's awful and all of this stuff. Um, but that's so true. Like there, if we are focused on the positive moments, you know, then I feel like our outlook will be so different on those hard days, you know, be like, yeah, this, this part did suck, but you know, like look at the victories that we had today. Um, so that's true. It's just so sometimes so hard. You get caught up in all the. Yes. And that is key. Like how you think is can determine your attitude. Mm -hmm. So purposefully thinking of the positive things is going to affect your attitude. Um, so yeah, just celebrating those little victories and looking at the positive things and focusing on that at the end of the day, um, after you have a hard cry or whatever, <laughs> yeah. um, you that know, well, not release. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And I know like Gal Galatians six, nine and 10 says, let's not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Um, so as you have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Um, you might not see the reaping the harvest of what you're doing right now, but you may see it from another patient where somebody else is poured into them. So uh, we're an immediate gratification society. We want to see the fruits of our labor right then. And you don't always see that. So you have to continue to do good knowing you're pouring into them and somebody else may reap the benefits, but then you may reap the benefits of another patient that somebody else has been pouring into. Mm -hmm. So it's just all a community. Yeah, definitely. Together. Like you might plant the seed, but somebody else might water it and see the flower. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Um, what is some advice that you have for mothers, spouses, friends that are supporting and encouraging other healthcare workers that may not be, you know, healthcare workers themselves and may not know the struggles? Right. And they may not know the lingo when they want to come talk about this wound back where the wasn't attaching correctly. And yeah. um, uh, just to be an encouragement, to be there, to listen, mm -hmm. to be present for a person, even mm -hmm. if you don't know what to say or you don't know the lingo, just letting them know, hey, it was a rough day, but I'm here. And um, just take the time to de-stress and then let's focus on the positive. Um, but yeah, just, just to be an encouragement and um, let them have an opportunity to vent. And even though I say, oh yeah, you need to look at the positive, it's okay to let somebody vent and talk about how hard it was and how difficult it is and, and do that. But then you redirect it to the positive from that day. Um, you can't just bury the negative and not acknowledge it at all. You have to acknowledge it, but then let the Lord cover it and make something positive of it. Um, each day. So just being encouragement to them that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's so important. Just like as a healthcare worker, I just want people to listen, like after a shift, you know, sometimes I'll go to like an event or something afterwards, or it's a bunch of friends and, you know, they're like, Hey, how was your day? 
And it's like, well, do you really have the time to do like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, you know, you just want to say like, oh, good. Or, oh, it wasn't that bad. And then you go about and you keep talking about conversations, but it's like right after a shift, like all I want is just somebody to just sit down and listen to me talk for five, 10, 15 minutes. And then like, I'll be okay. <laughs> so truly it is like just being a listening ear for whoever it is, you know, that um, just had a shift or whatever they're going through. Yeah. So we end each episode with a prescription for well-being. So mother, what is your prescription for well-being for anybody that's listening? My prescription for well-being is to love your children well. (laughs) To take every opportunity to spend time with them, to encourage them, to pray for them, and to be their biggest fan. And that will make every mom, that will make every mom well. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And every daughter appreciative. (laughs) Oh, now I'm crying. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To make sure you don't miss another episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a great review.